What's up? What's up? Good evening. It's your girl, Denise London, on DLA Lounge. Back on DLA Lounge. It's been two weeks since my last podcast. Um, lots of things going on. Um, those who follow, follow me on social media have been seeing some of the updates with my partner, DJ Abranti. Abranti, who's been um, recovering. Um, spent the last 13 months recovering from a very serious um, stroke. And his recovery has been remarkable, um, just based off the initial prognosis and what the doctors told us and his chances of recovery were nothing. It wasn't even like oh, a possibility, there was no possibility of recovering from what he went went through. But he has and is still recovering and getting, you know, going from strength to strength each day and just getting better. So um, that's what has been keeping me um, occupied most of the time. My my role, my role is changed. I've become a multi-skilled, multi-talent. Well, I wouldn't say multi-talent, multi-faceted human being who now has who wears. I've always juggled many hats, but not as many as this. This is now me being um, a nurse, a carer, um, a consultant, a, a almost a doctor, um, a reviewer, a researcher, a cook. Um, a dietitian, um, and so many other things, an administrator. Um, but then on the business front of things, I've always kind of been his um, PR and marketing um, um, expertise for the last 10, 11 years. I've always done his PR um, and a lot of his projects anyway. So those roles haven't changed. Um, we do less of that now because the only thing to PR is his, um, his recovery, which is not really that... Um, he doesn't want, he doesn't mind either way, but he doesn't want his recovery to overshadow all the great work he's done over the years. So we are, it's hard and how to, and what to put out, um, and how to manage that because it's so close to home. So sorry I spent so long talking about that. It's really important so you understand when I'm not on the podcast is not because I don't want to, I really do, but I'm stretched at the moment, really, really stretched. So Thank you so much for joining me this evening and for tuning in. I am going to be talking precisely about that. Um, I've had many people comment, um, so many, so much support from women, especially, even a lot of men, um, I'd say it's about 50-50 right now, who take their time out to just um, lift me up and to encourage me in what I'm doing and say, you know, and make comments like, you know, they, you know, I'm a virtuous woman, I'm a woman of God which I am, you know, great women are hard to find, you know, women tend to turn their backs on their partners and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, it's really, really encouraging. And, um, and it, it, it makes me feel good when I do read messages like that. So people acknowledge what you're doing. Many people don't, but that more people do. And it is a great example for the women out there. Now, saying that there will be a lot of criticism, um, not necessarily criticism, people who have, um, always, there's always a good and bad side to things. Some women would say, "Why have you given up your time to care for someone that you're not married to?" I've heard something like that once or twice, and it came from his, you know, his side of the family. One person, I mean, one person doesn't really make, mean anything to me. They don't pay my bills, but I have to touch on that because I'm like, "Oh, how can you even think?" Like, I mean, would you not? You you've been with somebody. Him and I have been together for ten solid years whether you know you accept or you know the ins and out of our relationship is your that's your um, prerogative i've committed myself to this man as if we're married anyway he's committed to me as if we're married anyway 
maybe we didn't want to get married what i mean and marriage is not the be all and end all of, of anything the comment will be you're not married to him you're not his wife i had one person again <laughs> from his side say, oh you know you don't own him you know why you do it what and you know obviously you can hear it's a lot of jealousy a lot of anger a lot of hatred things that they don't understand and that's just a reflection on them if you cannot understand someone who gives up their time to care for someone in need what kind of human being are you i question your your intention your integrity you cannot give up your time to look after someone that you've committed yourself to um as i said we're not married but if you can have that level of intimacy and spend 10 years of your life every day we were together in you know, for better or for worse in sickness he he was sick he was sick to no fault of his own even if there's an underlying issue where you know maybe it's the food he ate the diet, whatever it was he didn't it's not something he planned or prepared for am i then to turn my back on him I, it's not even it's unthinkable but i will say i'm not saying that that idea of wow hasn't been put to me you know family members don't carry anyone's burden you know look after yourself and I do and I do try to look after myself but it's very very difficult for me it's almost inhumane to turn my back on someone that I I profess to love unconditionally someone I've spent a lot of time it, it wasn't even like a normal relationship where you just see people casually it's a lot of time and investment we were we are best friends but we were um inseparable we did everything together every absolutely everything together in business in life in love in um in faith we were in church together every sunday every weekend monday to like it was it was a marriage now we fought a lot too as well there was about the things that we didn't there were just a few things we didn't agree on and he's a celebrity i'm in the you know in the public we're both in the public eye i'm drawing male attention he's drawing lots of female attention those were the things we fought about <laughs> and very trivial until point where i just said okay he is my man and if he messes up it's on him and i better not find out you better pray to, and, that, and that's how we left it I didn't force anything. I didn't encourage anything. That was it. And he would respect me enough to make sure that any of these, um, let's call them groupies, and all that doesn't have anything to do with me. And I never knew about that. So those are the small things. But in truth, in, in, in you know, the um, view of the whole relationship, he was my best friend. And I probably had, I knew more and know more about him than any other human being on this planet. Like, and we found this out when he got sick because it got to a point where he didn't have the capacity to talk for many, many months. He didn't have the capacity to make decisions. He could not even understand. Comprehension was gone. Everything was gone. And, every, and the whole family were looking around each other like, how do we access this? How do we access that? In the meantime, I have access to everything. I'm the only human being who could who had access to his home. I had my own keys. I'm the only human being who could deal with the banks and the businesses and absolutely everything else because he trusted me implicitly. So for me, that is my my man. And to a point I think love may not have had love had a lot to do with it, but that was not the main reason. It is just 
listening to God and what God is instructing me to do because the way I had to go about things from a medical side of things to caring to him just even recovering and knowing what to do that was now love was one element but it was God God has had full and total control and I was listening and I had to submit myself and uh, and there were many sacrifices I had to, to make as well which meant stripping myself of every negative energy, every negative spirit, every negative person, every negative word, absolutely everything, just so I can hear the instructions of God. I saw very clearly that God was in this. And therefore, in order for me to continue, for him to continue working through, you know, um, using me as I, as I see it, I had to be as righteous as humanly possible. You know, um, I couldn't be thinking so much so negative about people. And what I like, what I tend to do is just shut off. And there was a lot of negativity around the hospital and things, nonsensical things. And I stayed mute throughout. And I had tunnel focus and tunnel vision just on him and just on his recovery. I was there when I needed to be. And, um, and it's just continued since. So... Now, my um, the reason why I put this on a podcast is it's important that as a woman now who people are looking um, on as an, a positive female example, a great wife, a great woman, is to tell you, is to explain how I've been led and why I've come across that way. It's not my, if it was my own doing, oh, it's very, very easy to just walk away because uh, he was, you know, in sickness, we find you know you find out so many other things. As much as I knew more than any other human being in this on this planet, there were a few things I didn't know either. Because imagine any a man in his position, you and and you have access to his phone now that he you know he's been guarding. We, we never went into each other's phone. Sometimes I pick up his phone, but you can imagine the things that I found out. I was like, wow okay I mean I definitely found out that he loved me (laughs) I definitely found out that he would rather lie or die than let me or anyone come near me that much I knew but that wasn't good enough it was all the nonsensical things he got himself involved with so many different things it wasn't like one woman or whatever so those things and I'll talk about it now because I'm I'm, this is my podcast and I can I found out stuff and I had to make a decision that okay throughout the relationship the many moments that he had stupid this is the perfect time I could walk away like now I can look at him and be like oh so you did this hmm and walk out of that hospital it crossed my mind for it's not even a second I don't think it's almost it I'm like hell no definitely not and I could have and I know many women definitely would have even if they didn't find out anything they would leave because at this point he's unable to offer you anything he isn't like a millionaire he isn't like there is nothing. We don't have children together. We don't, you know, I have my kids from previous marriage. He has his kids from his previous relationship and, um, you know, no real big ties. So I could have walked away at that precise moment. And then God started speaking and started taking over. I dare not. So I stayed. They talk about, um, you know, as a woman, you got to practice self-control, holding your tongue. you got to be able to um, care for your household and those are the things that the qualities he knew I always had but I now displayed it in throughout this um, you know 13 months um, and my your, your behavior has now got to be consistent so consistent in my behavior how I cared for him 
I say a good woman speaks wisdom and kindness always, which is why I always do. I speak wise words to him, always kind to everybody. I don't tolerate nonsense from anyone, but I'm kind to everybody. Um, I'm teachable as well, so I like I love learning. Um, I'm very extremely hardworking, and, I'm, and um, I make sacrifices. I'm trustworthy and honest, and I'm led by the word of God and not by the wor- world. Those things, I believe, makes a great um, godly woman. So any youngsters listening to me out there, get out of your feelings is the first thing I want to say. And a lot of women get caught up in how they feel, how you make me feel, how I feel. No man can make you happy. No human, but they can add to your happiness and fuel it and, and ignite it. But they cannot be the source of your happiness is the first thing. Number two, practice selflessness in a selfish way you've got to let go of yourself and and just give to others and make it a daily thing a daily practice and make you a great human being it'll just be you um charity and and philanthropy and become second nature once you're a woman who has you've got to make sure you always speak in wise words as what as wise as possible and you're kind so if you don't have nothing to say, nothing that's going to make sense, not anything that's going to sound stupid, keep your mouth shut until the words start to flow and to come out. And you practice kindness. You've got to be able to, um, I'm going to remove, I'm reading something right now that talks about, you know, being um, um, markings of a godly woman, you know, submitting to her husband. Um, I'm old school, so I will say to a degree, you kind of submit to your husband, um, but not in the way that they did it you know back in the day you you just listen more you listen to him because men always have a lot to say themselves but they don't say it they sometimes just love that silence and you there nodding your head as if you're hearing them without hear you're listening without hearing them so you've got to give your man that opportunity to you know just to um express himself in a non-expressive way and make sure you understand, you know, um, and you don't force anything. Don't try and teach them how you want things to be done, how you want them to love you. Forget all of that stuff. It doesn't work. Just be you, but make sure you are approachable, accessible, understanding, and not and not reaching. And I, and I say reaching and not not desperately trying to get him and get anything of him not attention nothing and he'll and he will then will submit to you uh, make sure that you're hard working you're not somebody who just expects and expects expects and make sure you're trustworthy make the words that come out of your mouth be a sweet like honeycomb and be real and be it true don't hide anything don't lie about anything doesn't matter what he's doing no, no jealousy you know people try and get each other back and all that kind of stuff remove it it doesn't work either it's rubbish you're lying to yourself you're lying to your relationship and make sure, most importantly, the Word of God, the Bible, <laughs> is what leads you. God leads you and not the world. You're not led by the Instagram, the expectations of the world. You're led by God and you will be a remarkable woman. Just, and I can say it confidently, just like me, even better than me. So, I love that man, of course. But I think this now, let's take love out of it for a minute now. This is what God wants and and he will, by the grace of God, he'll continue to recover and to recover. I've given up a lot this, you know, the past year, including, you know, um, being able to commit to all of my businesses and work and stuff. 
to care for him every single day. Things have changed so much. Roles have changed so much. But we love and respect each other. And he can see and he truly, truly appreciates it. And no matter what, you know, it is, it's going to be a case of he's going to get over this. He is going to recover. And we'll continue to be best of friends, um, you know, for the rest of our lives together. So um, please pray for him. Pray for me too keep holding herself in prayer and um yeah and keep being a a a strong woman (laughs) any any great women out there that listen if you're in a relationship and you have all these expectations of your partner just know that it's doom and gloom it's better to have high expectations of yourself display those things those qualities that you want and you'll see that the universe will respond to you somehow some way and so will your partner eventually if he gets it, if you're with the right person. And you could have just made a bad decision and just and you're forcing something that's probably never going to happen. I want to do another podcast after this one and talk about the infidelity of um, these men who love their women. But yet can still be um, unfaithful in the worst type of ways. And still love their women in the best type of ways. So, it's your girl, Denise London, wrapping up from tonight. The markings of a godly woman, the markings of a great woman, and holding your man up high. Secure the bag. Have a good night. God bless.